Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And why you, you don't you understand know, I'm why. thinking you're making a bigger mole. What, no, not a bigger mole. You're making, out of a mole. Yeah, you're making a mountain out of a mole. I think I, you're being you know, and we ended up going to one of the places. They had a, a band. I think it was a jazz band or a, yeah. a, a reggae, a reggae yeah. band. Reggae? Yeah, reggae. And my reggae. daughter reggae. I know, I pronounce reggae. these reggae. No. <laughs> what is it? I get things wrong, I know. Tomato, reggae. tomato, reggae. Oh, she'll be on you. That's what I'm saying. She'll be on me like white rice. Someone just gave me side eye. But that's not happening so quick. Wow. She's not oh, burring that hatchet. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our pop culture roundup, Kardashians, and Winter House recap episode. Now, as you guys know, we're, you know, the year's dwindling down. And with that is the dwindling down of celebrity news. At this point, it's like every day is a weekend. And I'll explain that. You know, like weekends, you know, the PR people are you know, doing lines at Bootsy Bellows by five o'clock in the afternoon. And, you know, they're off. So one of two things can happen. You can either do like a Friday night surprise where something big drops, but you do it intentionally because you don't want people to like, uh, you know, bring a lot of attention to it. Or there's really nothing to talk about because they're like, oh, well, let's just wait till January and then I'll get attention there. Really just depends on the celebrity that you're dealing with. Right. And their situation. But with that being said, right now we're in the uh, not not ain't shit to talk about part <laughs> of uh, Q4 2022. So I only have a couple of things to discuss uh, before we get into the recaps. You'll have to forgive me. It's not my fault. It's never my fault. So 
blame blame Hollywood, blame Tinseltown, not me. Um, so our first bit of information is something that even now, as I'm speaking, I'm conflicted. I, I'm not sure how I really feel about this. So for the first time in everyone's business but mine history, we have our can I get a hell yeah, but in parentheses is a question mark because I'm still really not sure. So few days ago, it was announced that OG of Real Housewives of New York, Ramona Singer, will not be returning to this alleged Roni legacy spinoff that we're going to be getting. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they keep talking about it. At this point, it's giving she by Sheree. But I guess things are happening and the wheels are being put into motion finally. So uh, Ramona went to page six and said, I do not want to do the show any longer. She told them that on Friday. It's not for me at this time. Now, she was also on Carlos King's podcast a couple weeks ago, I think. And she told him that she, he asked her about the Roni Legacy spinoff and what her thoughts were. And she was like, yeah, you know, I don't really know if I want to do it. We've been on this break for a while and I've just really been enjoying my private life and less people are coming up to me and Yada, yada, yada. Um, also, I just feel like, um, you know, it kind of feels like we're the losers. So I don't do Do I really want to like be a loser with these other people? So really like, you know what she was doing. It felt like strategery to me to soften the blow in case she wasn't asked back, much like Lisa Rinna saying that she wanted $2 million to come back next season of Beverly Hills, right? You just throw these really ridiculous stupid lies lies you throw these lies out and hope that people don't uh catch on but they did because sources told page six that bravo didn't offer ramona uh the opportunity to return so (laughs) so here we are here's my thing first of all i mean first of all it's like ramona you've been in this game long enough to know that we all know that it's rare that a housewife is leaves of their own accord nine times out of ten they were fired very few housewives that have left the show um you know left of their own volition and ramona (laughs) girl did you honestly think that we would think that you were one of them no ma'am so here's where i'm personally conflicted because i don't like ramona singer as a person i do not okay (laughs) however as a housewife Um, I also don't like her, but I do appreciate her. And so the petty part of me is like, oh, Ramona the human went down real fucking bad on her last season. They didn't even get a reunion. She really didn't get a chance to speak up for herself, speak out for herself, except for, you know, the occasional interview. But then we'll just never see her again. And that's probably got to chap Ramona's ass more than a lot of things, I would think. And so in that way, it does make me happy. But on the other side, it's like, well, we don't know New York without Ramona. I'm more than willing to find out. I just, I don't know if she should have gone out like that. You know, like even, you have to be fair. You have to be fair. Like, even though I cannot stand Lisa Rinna, both as a person and a, and a housewife, maybe even more so than Ramona. Um, I still think that there is a case to be made to just have her on next season, at least a little bit, just a couple episodes, and then we can usher her out 
her her and the wigs harry can come pick her up and they can go and make sauce together but uh, yeah so she's leaving i do i just i do think it's funny that she said with her whole chest this, this was her choice and it wasn't it wasn't also avery lost her job they were both laid out off last week that's sad she was working for cameo did you guys know that avery she got laid off. Is Cameo not doing well? Is this like a part of the recession? Oh, well. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, they also have started to talk about formulating the cast for Legacy. So the rumor is so far, uh, let's see, page six is saying that they're hoping to keep Luann and Sonia on, as well as Kelly Ben Simone, Jill Zarin, Dorinda, and a couple of TBD veterans. Who do we think those might be? <sighs> if it's that, if it's the one, if it's the one with the, the tequila, I'm out. Jumping ship. I'll tell you one thing, Jill Zarin better fly down to West Palm Beach and find Tinsley at Mar-a-Lago and bring her back. Bring back our girl. By the way, are they at, are they at Tiffany Trump's wedding? Ew. <laughs> God, they probably are. At least Jill. Ugh. Let's move on. Um, so the girl of the week, Casey Anthony. This might even go into like ma'am territory. Ma'am. <laughs> This is, this is an emergency. This is an emergency. SOS. SOS. So just a re refresher, if you guys don't know who Casey Anthony is, I know we have a lot of uh, international listeners and, you know, people who just might not be in the loop. Uh, back in 2008, Miss Anthony uh, became quite famous. Uh, you might know her as Top Mom. <laughs> She uh, she became famous in 2008 after the disappearance of her own daughter, Kaylee who was missing for six months until they found her body. People combing Florida to try and find this poor child um, to only to find her uh, in the woods. Okay. And so that December of 2008, they found her. Uh, Casey was charged with murder. The trial didn't take place until a few late years later, I think 2011. Um, and yeah, she was acquitted of murdering her daughter. Now, there are a lot of details. I think you guys can tell by my voice that there are... <laughs> uh, the bitch should be in jail, and it's very clear. Uh, but, yeah, she is going to be, on November 29th, uh, actively participating in a three-part limited series with Peacock called Casey Anthony, Where the Truth Lies. So in the documentary, she is going to be sitting down for her first official on-camera interview. Uh, apparently there was no, Casey was not given any creative control. And also there were no guidelines as to what questions they could ask her. Um, so yeah, apparently Casey's friend came out and told people that, uh, you know, she hasn't really talked. It's been almost 15 years at this point. Um, she's finally going to set the record straight. But like, what could she say? What are you going to say? What are you going to say? Why, why were they smelling remains in your uh, backyard or not in your backyard, in the trunk of your car, girl? Like, what, what do you mean? There's so many bits of evidence that like directly tie... Uh, Casey to the death of her own daughter and <laughs> girl <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch this but I also feel like I don't know is this like I don't know 
This is another question mark for me. <laughs> like, who's exploiting whom? I just feel like Casey probably, yeah, to the surprise of nobody, has issues getting jobs and things like that. Um, people post her all over TikTok all the time when she's at a bar or just doing anything that might uh, resemble a positive human experience. They're like, look at that bitch. Look at her. Look at her enjoying her life. Crazy. Um, so, yeah, I just like, I'm not sure... I feel like at the end of the day, we're not going to get any sort of answers. And if we did, we would know it by now because somebody would be in jail. You know what I mean? So I, you know, it's like when, uh, uh, like discovery hypes, like a ghost show, they're like, we went to somewhere haunted. What did we discover? And it's like, well, if you discovered anything, we would have found it out when you discovered it. We have to watch 45 minutes for you to find out that ultimately you didn't discover anything. Like there's no breakthrough, but nothing, nothing, nothingness. So I feel like this is going to be a dud. I'm on the fence as to whether or not I want to watch. Well, I don't really want to watch it, but I might. I might. Um, with that being said, that's it. <laughs> Next, we are going to, I'm going to be recapping Kardashians and then Winter House. So... You guys, we have an explosive episode of Sister Wives coming up this week. So, hell, even if you have, like, limited interest in the show or you don't watch it, this might be the one. If you were like, uh, I'm thinking about maybe watching one episode based on the trailer, based on the preview for this episode, I think this might be the one. I think it is. Um, also, uh, check out my Patreon. Now's as good a time as any. Last week, I did a recap of Real Girlfriends in Paris with my girlfriend. Not actual girlfriend. <laughs> Should have thought about that. I, internet girlfriend. I mean, friend. She's a friend. She's a fr my friend, Lindsay. <laughs> um, and also, this week, you guys have been asking... Yeah, I'm going to be talking about Love is Blind. Um, I will be talking about that with Rachel and Desi of Hollywood Crime Scene. I am so excited. So yeah, if you thought that I was going to be skipping season three, wrong. Wrong. Check me out on patreon.com slash podcast on Wednesday. It'll be out on Wednesday. So yeah, with that, have a great week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you. Winter House up next. Nope, Kardashians. Bye. <laughs> I'm obsessed with my mom. So you're saying you're her favorite. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm her favorite. We actually have a relationship like she has no other kids. <laughs> yeah. We're always like those <laughs> over there. It's just her and I in the sunset. All right, y'all. Jump into Kylie Air. It's time for the Kardashians recap of the week. We're still in Milan with Mr. and Mrs. Horny, or excuse me, the soon to be Mr. and Mrs. Horny. And they walk to some cathedral, but before they enter, Courtney suggests that they take a picture before people start noticing. And on one hand, it's interesting to watch the progression of people realizing that there's a celebrity around, but I also feel like anybody's going to look at a couple where she jumps into his arms and does a koala bear makeout move while a professional photographer is taking a picture and also there are cameras around. You know what I mean? Like you, at some point we have to put some responsibility on ourselves. That's all I'm saying. Um, by the way, the extent of the fan interaction that we saw anyway, was just somebody yelling, um, Travis Baker, 
from afar. So guess guess you were good to be to be cautious, Courtney. Um, then we see Kim fly to Florida to go to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. The Ripley's had already told Kim no, but Kim called up the Jenner phone and said, Mommy, mommy, help me. She calls Ripley's and the rest is history. So Kim has really been literally working her butt off. Pete was there. Okay. We have to be clear that all of these scenes of we uh, of Kim in Florida, Pete was there. You can see the videos. They're all on the internet, but they're editing him out the same way that they did, or they had to do with A-Rod during JLo's uh, Netflix documentary. So we're just seeing like his arm or he's sitting on the couch, but he's sitting on the back of the couch with, you know, like his feet are on the actual seat. Um, you can't see him. Like they're having to do extra tight shots, zoomed in shots that they clearly had to do in post because they look real bad uh, to avoid his face. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess things are not good between them because why would we have to go through such extensive lengths to take him out like we all know that y'all were dating so why it makes me feel like something happened you know anyway this was a full ad for skims because god wouldn't you believe that just with the shift of a tummy tucking uh short kim was able to get into the dress Sort of. There was like a good three inch gap, I would say, betwixt her ass cheeks, if you will. Um, but Ripley's just happened to be okay with that, probably because Chris threatened them or something. Um, and yeah, all was great. Finally, yay, she gets to wear the dress to the Met Gala. Hooray. And then she FaceTimes Chloe. You guys, the the maybe I was like looking too into it, but the way that Kim and Chloe connect with each other and bond with each other over losing weight is it kept happening this episode and it's shocking and they don't see it they clearly don't see it because they would not have had this stuff on the show in my opinion so kim facetimes chloe because she's the only person she's the only person who would celebrate the fact that kim was able to lose weight so quickly and you can't convince me otherwise Back in Milan, Courtney's sipping a matcha in a wine glass while her friends and <clears throat> sycophants are talking about how they cried tears of joy that morning over, you guys, she's going to look at her wedding thing. I don't, it wasn't a dress, her wedding corset. Um, tears of joy. S- sit down. Everybody take a breath. Simon's talking about uh, the flurry of text messages that he's been getting and how um, it's like on another level. They just can't wait. They're all excited. Uh, Steph Shep's talking about how she can feel the shit in her bones. Like what? (laughs) Do you guys see what I mean? Like, am I being a hater? In in this case, like in most cases, I know the answer to that is yes. But like in this case, I just feel like I'm a pretty good friend, but I can't imagine being like, I can feel... (laughs) Your wedding dress in my bones, like the excitement of it. Okay. And also, is it worse that they would actually mean this? Or is it worse that they would be bullshitting her and they just like say whatever that they think is going to make Courtney feel better? 
Hard to say. Anyway, at one point, Courtney makes a comment to Travis along the lines of, oh, uh, Cor uh, babe, we tried to get married with nobody else, but n oh well, oopsie. And at that moment, I'm like, what? what's the rub here? Did Dolce and Gabbana have guns to your head? Like, what was stopping you guys from not just doing this on your own? And this is why I say shit like, y'all have to free yourselves from uh, trying to be unique. Just embrace being basic. It is fine. It's totally fine. Like, it's perfectly okay and normal and fine that you want to have a wedding with people there and you want people to fawn over you and this to be a moment. Otherwise, you wouldn't be flying a fleet of people to Milan to just try on your wedding outfits. Like, it's okay that you want people to be there. It's fine. Travis and Courtney, in my opinion, get off on this idea that their relationship was just like unlike anybody else's on the planet and that their just love and semen and come is just like written in the stars and like nobody could possibly understand what love is like for them and it's like yeah you guys walk around in matching leather jackets we get it we get it Domenico Dolce shows up to the showroom and Courtney explains in a confessional that she, they have been friends for years and he went to her 40th birthday party. And I just find that very interesting considering Stefano Gabbana said that the Kardashians and Jenners were the most cheap family in the world on Instagram. And Domenico was the one who was talking about how we should only be having babies the quote-unquote natural way. Like, not IVF. Uh, gay people shouldn't be trying to get uh, have babies. Like, it's just not the course of how we should be doing things. Interesting. Very interesting. Maybe they do have a gun to their heads. It's giving. It's really giving. Courtney tries on the original dress and I thought, oh, I don't hate that. Like it had more tool and it, there was less focus on the attention or less attention placed on the corset for me than what we got. And there was uh, like a tool sheer uh, long skirt, like ankle length, and it had like ruching kind of on the side. I actually was like, oh, that's kind of a vibe. Like it was very unique and cute. I was down with that one, but you know, we got what we got, I guess. Um, and that man just took to the scissors, biting the boning and was just like hack, hack, hacking away. Edward Scissorhands. Ugh. That's a shame. Anyway, so then we head back to ha uh, Calabasas where Jeremy Scott, who's the head designer of Moschino, is at Chloe's house uh, trying her shit on for the Met Gala. Kim is also there doing glam. Chloe is wearing this champagne colored corset with nude colored panties, right? Her thigh gap, you guys? Ooh. I mean, my first instinct was, why would she want that on camera? And then my second instinct was like, Kara, you know why she wants that on camera. You know why. I mean, she is just glowing. Jeremy and Kim are ping-ponging back and forth how 
skinny she is and Jeremy's saying that she's even thinner her waist is thinner than the models that he has walking down his last runway show and I've never seen her happier like there was an inner peace about her <sighs> Chloe Josephine, please I need you to get help girl Kim says in a confessional that after years of Chloe avoiding the red carpet, we decided that she was going to go to the Met Gala this year. And when the producer asks him, who are, who's we in this conversation? Who's the we that's having Chloe go to the Met? Kim says, uh, me and myself. So Chris comes over and in a confessional, she says that she's really stressed out about the Black China defamation case and that they keep showing pictures on the screen of uh, the court sketches that were taken. Ooh, listen, I don't know, like, I'm not a connoisseur of courtroom sketches. I've seen great ones. I've seen horrific ones. This one had poor Chris looking like a Michael Jackson impersonator um, and not even a top tier one. So just seemed a little personal. <laughs> and some, some of them were like, oh, you really don't fuck with her. Like, this is kind of rude. Kim's looked like a straight up caricature. Like the skill was there with the artist. They just were, they were playing. They were playing a little too much. Speaking of the sketches, Courtney and Travis are at dinner. They're still in Milan holding court while everybody gushes over them. And uh, Simon mentions how the courtroom sketches have come out. And it's like, he's gushing about how, isn't it so you, Courtney, that you were the one who got left out of that lawsuit? Like, I looked at that article. I read the article about it and I was like, oh, God, that is so Courtney. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it became apparent to me in this moment that Courtney is actually just fine with being on camera. I think she just doesn't want to do it with her family. <laughs> she seemed to be having a pretty good time, you know? Like, real comfortable. Anyway, um, Kim is still in hyper-workout mode, doing treadmill sessions with those big sauna suits on so she can sweat. Even the water weight would help, she says in a confessional. Um, but then she says she feels like she's training. Like like Tom Cruise doing a Mission Impossible, um, The Rock doing a Daddy Daycare 7 or something. Like, she's in it. She's ready. And she's going to be playing the role of Marilyn Monroe. She has one day, one day to dye her hair, her chocolatey brown natural colored hair, a Marilyn icy blonde. Seems like a bad idea, but whatever. Um, Then she has to rush off because she's, you know, we still have to remind everybody that she's still on her lawyer journey. And she's like, the closing arguments for the Black China defamation trial are about to happen. So I got to scoot out of here because I actually really want to watch it. Like, this is great experience for me. So then Chloe, Chris, Kylie, uh, Corey all fly out to uh, New York to go to the Met. And on the way to the hotel, you can just hear clanking. Clank, clank, clank. And Chloe's like, I'm just going to pull this out so we can stop it. And out comes a, you know, just a magnum sized bottle of, I'm thinking Belvedere or something. I didn't get a good look at it. But Chloe explains, this is the shit that I like about this show. Chloe has to explain that um, she 
every time she travels with Chris, they in the back of the car have to hear the clinking of these vodka bottles because Chris refuses to travel without her vodka. That's incredible. That's incredible. Courtney and Travis then fly to New York for the Met. They're doing fittings for Tom Brown, who's the one who designed their outfits. And Courtney says that the concept for them was that Travis was supposed to be really tailored, very structured, you know, to the T, classic look. And that Courtney was was supposed to be the deconstructed version of that, which is a flip on their personalities in real life. (laughs) Okay. This also doesn't have anything to do with American style. Rather see her rocking an old Mark Hoppus look. That would have been better. Truthfully. Honestly, like that would have been iconic. (laughs) If the girls had all gone... I I was thinking about this. I said last week, why didn't Kim do the opening scene look of Carrie Bradshaw to the Met with the tutu and the white tank top? That's what she should have worn to do a nod to like a classic American woman, right? Um, That would have, in my opinion, have been more iconic than what we got. Um, And then I was thinking that all the girls could have gone as, you know, Carrie, Charlotte, Miranda, and Samantha, and Kendall would have also been there. And then um, Chris could have been like Aiden or something. I don't know. I I hadn't fully fleshed it out. But that would have been an iconic look. Like, y'all would have gone up for that. Y'all would have gone up for that. Don't lie. Don't lie. Kim actually tweeted that she was glad that we got to see the process of her dyeing her hair. Why? (laughs) I thought this was supposed to be an intimate look at this family and the inner workings of fame and all of this shit. And here she is tweeting, thanking us for having to watch her dye her hair. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. She knows. I think she knows. She's thanking us for having to watch this bullshit. Because let's be real. uh, That, what was worth, it wasn't worth it. Because ultimately she just ended up doing it like a natural low bun. For what? So barely didn't even count. Wasn't even a Marilyn look. She could have popped a wig on. It would have been much better. Much better. Anyway. (sighs) It it wasn't giving. It really wasn't. Anyway. uh, Yeah. Thank you. That's the Kardashians for this week. Give me some tea. Is he like average, above average? No, it's like 11 inches, like so big. Oh, he's definitely like almost like three hands. Okay, like did he rearrange your organs? (laughs) He made me squirt everywhere. (laughs) 
never going in your bed again. All right, you guys, let's round it out with another episode of Winter House. Are you guys liking it this season? I got I got a couple messages from you guys, but I don't know. I don't know if people are really watching. I'm getting the sense that they're not, but this is good. This is fun for me and I'm having a great time. So I hope you're along for the journey with me. Um, Paige is still crying. She's still crying on the mountain. She and Amanda are like drama bonded at this point. I mean, they're both just getting closer together through the shared experience of having partners that are uh, alcohol abusers, <laughs> allegedly, and um, generally out of control. I just finished a rewatch of season three of Summer House, and I don't remember how chaotic that whole season was with uh, he and... Amanda like trying to make things better. They're on the mend because he had cheated on her. Then another cheating rumor comes out and then he's already like got the ring for the engagement designed and he's her dad's mad at him. It was a mess y'all. And I just don't remember. And yeah, gosh, I do. We think they're going to make it. I don't know. I don't know. I have a hard time, not a hard time, but I just, like, I understand the fertility issues or potential fertility issues are a very sensitive subject. However, we saw Amanda tell Paige about them on camera, and yet she hasn't talked to Kyle about it. That's just, I mean, everybody's different. And maybe it's like a different conversation with your partner, and I should give her more grace than that. But it just seems concerning. Because, like, say what you will about Kyle, like, you don't have to like him, but I think we could all agree that he probably wouldn't be a dickbag about, like, that kind of thing. I think he'd be pretty good about it. So, anyway, just a thought. Um, So, Paige is still crying, like I said. And then she's just like, you know, Craig has such a big ego. I just wish he would chill out for five seconds. Just give me a little bit of a break. Um, Then tensions start beginning with Jessica and the rest of the women when... All the girls just want to sit and talk, but Jessica wants to go back for one more run on the mountain. So they're like, okay, girl, bye. Like, have fun. We're not going up there. And she stares at them like they just like were being genuinely rude to her when they were just like, we just don't feel like going up there again. Tom and Tom are still there. They're having the time of their lives. Schwartz, or no, Sandoval later announces that he... (laughs) To the surprise of nobody, um, in addition to his mini trombone and um, s- drugs, probably he has packed some LED lights with him from California so that they can have a party that night. They are going to party like legitimately all night because Schwartz has to go. He has to leave at five o'clock in the morning and Sandoval has to leave at eight o'clock in the morning. I'll be damned. Okay, I will be damned. You guys have been on Bravo for nine seasons now. First of all, where do you even fly out from Vermont? I don't even know. If I would have put, if I were shorts, I would have put my Adidas sandal down and been like, bitch, get me a more reasonable flight. That is, you're, you're out of your mind. But also shorts and Sandoval and I do live in a completely different universe where let's just party all night and then I'll go to the airport at five o'clock is definitely a Vanderpump rules move. Not my world, you know, <laughs> couldn't do it. No, thank you. Um, if you guys want to sign up for Patreon and if somebody can remind you, I'll tell you about a story of mine. I'll tell you. I got one. 
long story short, short, um, I learned that lesson the hard way. We'll just put it that way. Okay. So <laughs> moving on. Um, it also occurred to me in this moment that the way we've just normalized the way the summer house people are constantly in costume. Like I was thinking who packs more costumes than the cast of summer house for their, for their shows. And it's gotta be the cast of RuPaul's drag race. Like there, there can be nobody else. It's summer house and RuPaul's drag race, the shipping costs. I can't even imagine. Um, so everybody gets back home. They're getting ready to uh, party, Sandoval's party, right? And Austin falls asleep laying across the bed with his mouth wide open. Something weird. Uh, This really wouldn't have been that interesting to me, um, except for they got the captions wrong, like completely wrong. So Craig and Corey are the ones who find him. And Craig says something about like, oh, um, he's out cold. And Corey says, I could definitely pour a beer in his mouth, but the screen says I could tell by his open mouth, which is weird. Then they decide to go in there like Tanisha from bad girls club, like pot in a pan. I'm not, I'm not going to sleep because y'all y'all not going to get some sleep because of me. And it was a moment for me because Austin genuinely was like, you could tell he was knocked out and he was scared. And I like that. I like to see Austin not be so um, calm. May all his nights be restless. In my book. Everybody gets dressed up. They're downstairs. And Austin declares that he's going to be looking at underboob all night. Now, the only person who has underboob is Paige. So I'm just curious as to why it's okay for Austin to say things like that about Paige. But what happened with Luke was like, I'm going to throw you out the fucking window. Like announcing that you're going to stare at your friend's girlfriend's titties all night. That's weird. That's like exceptionally weird. At one point, Corey suggests to Jessica that she go and hang out with the girls, but she's like, oh no, like I'm sort of feeling left out. It's feeling a little bit like high school for me. I'm rolling my eyes right now. Craig then takes Paige aside and he says he's feeling a little bit more settled compared to the first few days where he was being a fucking Tasmanian devil. And Paige says, I'm glad. I'm really glad about that because I absorb your energy. If you get upset, then I get upset. And I just don't like feeling that way. And I also don't want to get involved in any confrontations. Uh, I don't want to deal with things that I don't feel like I'm personally involved in. But when you become a couple, you automatically become an extension of that person. And I also don't want you to think that I don't have your back because I do. The Craig says in a confessional that Paige patiently sat through days and days of him fighting with her, her friends, and she never said a thing. So he's really relieved, but he's also nervous because he doesn't know how many more times, how many more chances of this he's going to get. This is like the moment of clarity that I appreciate from Craig. Like, would it have been best if he had just not been a dickbag to begin with? Of course. But if you're going to apologize, do it right. Like, you can tell me that, I behaved perfectly and did nothing wrong. And that you also know that this is a a ticking clock here and your uh, opportunities and chances are dwindling down. That's all I want. Personally. (laughs) If an apology doesn't start with you're a perfect little angel and end with I'm on a thin ice with you and I know that and I'm scared, then I don't want it. You know, should probably talk to somebody about that but I'm not going to. Anyway, Austin keeps staring at Sierra's boobs all night. Amanda and Kyle have this 
talk with Schwartz, but he's still trying to like pussy pop away from the situation because Katie doesn't want people to know, you know, and he's like, just he's taking things on, but in that very Schwartz, like gee golly gosh kind of way. Like, yeah, I just like, I haven't been present and that's not good. I know it's not good. And gosh, like it's just like a, a cycle, you know, like, and I just like, I don't know how to get out of it. And like, he really like, he gets you. I see how it works where he's like taking ownership in this very sweet way. He's not taking ownership. He's walking around taking ownership, but doing it in a way that seems very contrite when it really isn't like you, like unlike Craig, let's, let's compare apologies where Craig is like, I did something fucked up. I know I did it fucked up. Here's where Paige didn't fuck up. And I need to acknowledge that. And you know, we got to move forward. Whereas uh, Schwartz will just be like, yeah, I know that I fucked up. I'm keeping, I'm going to keep doing it. And I know it's not good. (laughs) It's like really, really bad, but uh, well, that's just me, you know? Also, I feel like there's an at least slight increase in likelihood that uh, 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 Craig wouldn't dump a drink on Paige's head feel like he probably wouldn't do that thinking about Schwartz doing that is almost like something that I have to forget because I just can't imagine that happening to me I would feel so humiliated like that is so you guys that is so like belittling I (laughs) oh it it, like it makes me want to crawl out of my skin just thinking about you pouring a drink on your girlfriend's head what like you don't think shit of her not anything Ooh. oh by the way you guys i think vanderpump and maybe summer house are going to be starting in early february so a little birdie told me that anyway um cory and jessica are on some couch away from everybody else they're talking about you know what they're looking for and whether or not Corey's just looking for a fling in a winter wonderland. Is he looking for something more serious? And then Jessica says, I don't think you understand how badly I want you inside of me. And so then Corey says in a confessional that he likes to push things to the edge with women to the point where they're like on the brim of a fucking mental breakdown and a fit of passion for him. And so the goal is to get everything to come together in a perfect explosion in her pants. So I've been thinking about this. Um, this is not good. I don't know that I would want the guy that I was banging to be saying these things about me. It just feels very manipulative. Am I being too sensitive? Like I just, Ooh, Corey really gave me the ick this episode. Like it's one thing to like play a little bit hard to get, but there's another thing to be like, I know that you like me and I'm going to like pushy, pushy, push you by being distant and, and putting, giving you arm's length behavior and until like you can't take it anymore. I don't know. I don't, it just feels very, it's giving tactic, you know, I don't like it. So then they go back into Jessica's bedroom and it's like, they're going to bed. She's like, you know, I want you to spend the night with me and he's like no i'm just gonna tuck you in i'm gonna tuck you in she's like begging him so finally he gets under the covers and they're like fooling around or whatever and then she says i want you inside 
So he does the classic reality TV move of like, I'm going to take my shirt and put it over the the camera. So y'all can't see us, right? But we here. We here. Um, We did see some things later. Uh, Schwartz ends up leaving, like I said, at five. Sandoval leaves at eight o'clock. Schwartz says in a confessional that this is the first time since Katie sat him down and dumped his ass that he's been able to have fun. So he's sad to leave, but he wants to come back next year, which I think is brilliant. Please do. Please do. Kick these uh, Winter House people, excuse me, the Southern Charm people out. We do not need Austin, please. NBC, bravo, you hear me? Get him out of here. Get her out of here. Boo. Boo. Craig would say only if he is continuing to be in a relationship with Paige. Um, I think we should bring, yeah, Schwartz, Raquel. I wish Sheena, maybe Sheena would be single by then. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm not kidding. Um, but I would like to see her in the winter house. Um, all of them, really. All of them, really. We never should have strayed from the light of the Vanderpump rules to summer house, uh, cold or whatever, whatever you call it. Backdoor trailer, backdoor show. And, um, you know, I hate that we did. I hate that we did. There's really, there's magic. Like when Tom and Tom came to that show and, and entered the house, it was magical. It was a magical 36 hours. Everybody wakes up. Kyle and Amanda are going to Kyle's grandmother's 99th birthday party. Paige says in a confessional that fortunately, since Craig has admitted to being a fucking asshole, she's been feeling a lot better. And then she says, as long as Craig knows what he was doing was wrong and he takes any ounce of ownership, I'm a peach. He needs to marry her right now. (laughs) Like immediately. Go down to Jacob the Jeweler or whoever does things in Charleston, Kyle Chan. I don't know. Get it. Get the ring. You you would be a fool not to marry this girl, Craig. Just do it. Just do it. Because you know what? Speaking of season three, my season three we watch of Summer House. um, This was when she was like entertaining dating Carl, but Carl wouldn't call her on the weekdays. He only wanted to try to fuck her on the weekends when they're in the house. And Carl eventually gets mad at her because she keeps meeting up with this guy that we never see, but his name's Justin. And uh, he had a yacht. His family had a yacht, which I think was really what pissed Carl off because Carl had just gotten fired. Um, but I did my Googles here and um, homie with the yacht. Dad, billionaire. B. Billionaire with a B. That yacht was like a fucking 60 foot uh multi-layered yacht like the girl dates well so i just want craig to know that this is probably the worst dude at least financially that she's dated so uh buck up buttercup put a ring on it so jessica tells rachel that she was up until six in the morning that morning having fun time with Corey, and so rachel's like okay girl give me the tea like is the average below average what are we working with jessica says it's 11 inches and like three fists almost just stack them against each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Rachel says, okay, did he rear end your organs? And Jessica says he made me squirt. I have a question. Is this like, I don't, I don't know much about squirting, but I've heard once and 
this was like, you know, back in high school, none of us knew what we were talking about. That like, once you pop, you can't stop. Like once you start that shit, like, I mean, like, it's just like something that comes up in the rest of your life and all of your sexual activities. And it just feels messy. Like you can't just, you can't control that. No, thank you. What if he, is that real? <laughs> I should have Googled that instead of asking you guys. But anyway, um, then Jessica tells Rachel that she feels like Sierra and, and Paige are being weird towards her because Paige was initially trying to hook Sierra up with Corey. And now she, in her mind, has figured that they feel some type of way about her hooking up with Corey. And so they're like icing her out. I know this is stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. I know it. Rachel knows it because Rachel asked the simple question of, do you try to talk to them? And Jessica's answer was no. And Rachel says, well, I just go into their rooms. And she's like, yeah, I don't. So what are we talking about, Jessica? What are we talking about? Throughout the whole episode, she keeps almost, it seems like she's putting herself into situations where she is getting her feelings hurt. Like, they're just little things. Like, they're getting ready for the party. And Sierra asked her for uh ponytail holders and jessica says oh i don't think i have any but jessica's in her bathroom and sierra's in the bedroom you know the mirror that's in the bedroom so she just leaves because she's like oh shit like i need things but then jessica's like oh i just found two when she goes to see sierra's already gone so it's like it seems like in that moment she felt like sierra was being mean to her but sierra just wanted some fucking hair ties girl like what are we talking about here Rachel and Jason talk about their relationship, which, you know, they're still necking. And, but now they're necking on each other's beds rather than in the middle of parties in front of everybody. And Jason says in a confessional that this is like the slowest he's ever gone in a relationship. But it's probably a good thing because last season he did uh, Charlie fully loaded with Lindsay Hubhouse. And he just doesn't think that's the smartest move moving forward. So then Luke goes into Austin's room to gossip he's like well i know how it might feel when you're in a room with somebody like an extremely beautiful woman and you're not together anymore and austin says yeah i was making this face the whole time like the uh i'm covering my eyes with my hands but they're open (laughs) so i'm really looking and then he tells luke that the last person he slept with was sierra let's just do our math here So I believe that when Sierra and Paige went to, excuse me, Charleston and she hooked up with Austin, that was November. This is the beginning of March. You've been talking about Olivia as though we're on the two year track to marriage. This is my girl. You know, I'm only focused on her. Y'all haven't slept together in the last four months. Or probably ever in the entirety of your relationship. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Okay. We're supposed to believe that this is like a real thing. It's not. It's not. This is so, so silly. So then Austin says in a confessional that, you know, he... Sierra's a pretty girl, but he has feelings for Olivia. And that's literally all he cares about because she's everything. Okay. Even Craig tells Sierra when he's in the bed with Paige that Austin was chasing her around like a damn puppy dog the night before. So what are, what are we doing, you guys? 
So then Austin FaceTimes Olivia while he's talking to Luke. She's in Las Vegas. And he's like, oh, I, I want you to come to Vermont, baby. Oh, I miss you. Oh, babe. Babe, why don't you come out here, babe? So then he says about the most selfish thing, which is perfectly Austin, right? He says, I'm getting along with everybody in the house, but I'm on a two and a half week vacation. And I would very much like to be with the girl that I'm dating. I really like her to be there so I can fully enjoy my trip to the max, which is all of this is like, I was tempted by Sierra. And so in order to not quote, get myself in trouble or look like the asshole on TV again, not going to flirt with her. Uh, cause I know everybody thinks I'm a jerk. <laughs> so I'm just going to bring Olivia so I can flirt with her and put all of my nasty Muppet arms all over her. You want Olivia there. So you don't like, I mean, I can't say you, so you don't cheat on her. Cause I don't think you guys were together to begin with. <laughs> I think you just, this is some warped way for you to not look like a bad dude again for, um, fucking around with Sierra, even though, you know, you want to, we all do. It's also worth mentioning that Summer House is airing as they're in the house. Like, I'm looking at the uh, episode guide, and this is literally Lindsay's birthday episode uh, that is airing during all of this. So, you know, we're I, it's good to be in the headspace of where everybody's at and, like, the audience reaction to them makes perfect sense it's why kyle was saying oh we're in the honeymoon phase because we're done wedding planning because how many times does that man man cry over (laughs) all the things that went hap that went wrong leading up to the uh wedding including including his own relationship um it's why Paige gets pissed off later it's why uh sierra's aggravated it's why austin's on his very best behavior yeah we all got to keep that in mind It's also why I am so fucking excited about next week when Carl and Lindsay come into the house as the newly uh, happy couple. And uh, meanwhile, over on Bravo, Lindsay's got her her tongue in, in Austin's mouth. Oh, I cannot wait. But let's get back to the show at hand. So Corey, Jessica, Paige, and Craig go on is like double bowling date. And... Corey says in a confessional, I love blondes and I love big boobs. So it's like, yeah, of course I love hanging out with Jessica and she talks about nerd shit like crypto and other girls don't do that. Okay. I thought you dated dark skinned girls or whatever, but who cares? Um, So Kyle and Amanda get back to the house after the birthday party and Amanda uh goes to Sierra and Rachel in bed. And Rachel brings up the fact that Jessica's feeling a little bit left out. But Amanda's like, every time I try to loop Jessica in or include her in stuff, she's with the guys. Jessica, in a confessional, explains her childhood, which basically was that she's homeschooled. And that her friend group was just relegated to the homeschool group that she, that her dad signed her up for and somehow that made her very competitive but then it comes up later because her best friend ends up going to private school when they get older and kind of leaving her behind this is maybe why we shouldn't homeschool kids (laughs) i'm sure a lot of them do great but so so many times we end up like this where the kids just don't know how to relate to other people planning for your next trip 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. That's all I'm saying. Then Paige and Corey go aside to talk about how Corey's feeling about his date and how he's feeling about Jessica. And Corey asks Paige how she feels about Jessica because he's like, I felt like y'all were vibing and having a good time the first day, but now she seems like she's feeling a little bit left out of the girls group. And Paige just looks at Corey like, what? <laughs> then Paige has in a confessional that she's tried to include Jessica in everything, including giving her access to the shower. The shower that she has in her bedroom. So she feels like that's pretty inclusive. And <laughs> I agree. Like, you're not going to be using that shower, please. We got we got separate ones. That's personal. That's real personal. So Austin approaches Amanda and uh, Jason. It tells them that he's thinking about inviting Olivia. Amanda's like, oh, I actually think that's a pretty good idea. But Jason says, um, have you asked Sierra yet? Have you thought about that? So he was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to run it by her, but that's why I'm asking Amanda. I kind of wanted to, you know, gauge how Amanda reacted to see if that was a good idea. And Amanda says in a confessional, she feels like Sierra has been very blase about Austin. So she thinks it's going to be fine. It, it will not be fine. So Amanda then goes over to Sierra and is like, I felt like I needed to tell you that Austin was talking about inviting Olivia. And I just felt like I couldn't have that information and not share it with you. Now, this is what is confusing me because she, Amanda, keeps acting like, oh, I had no idea that this would bother her. But then why did you feel like I can't have this information and not tell you? Because you thought it might bother her? Sierra's response is, this is crazy. And so Amanda's like, oh, I guess I misread this situation. I thought you were in a different place. But Sierra says, it's not really about being in a better place. But if if I had brought some guy, Austin would lose his mind. And then Paige puts her foot down and is like, this is weird. This is definitely weird. And Sierra says in a confessional that Austin's been doing okay. But if he's going to invite Olivia, he's going to ruin her friendship with her. And his relationship with Olivia. Because he's been flirting with her in the house. But yeah, bring Olivia actually. Why don't you just fuck this up sooner rather than later? Bring the bitch. (laughs) Sierra gets pissed off. And she leaves. And Paige brings up a point. She tells Jessica and Amanda. If I were Austin's girlfriend and I heard about the stuff. And how he was behaving towards Sierra. I wouldn't be happy. 
So Paige follows after Sierra and Amanda's sitting there with Jessica. Uh, and she's like, oh, damn, I really didn't think that Sierra cared this much. So Amanda goes to find Sierra and Paige. So now just leaves Jessica. Jessica, in this moment, could have made the choice to follow the girls and hang out with them. But she decides to go and hang out with the guys instead. So in the bedroom, Paige is telling Sierra, I don't understand how many times Austin can find ways to hurt you. He goes through this cycle with every chick that he's with, and I don't get it. Amanda asks uh, if Paige would feel differently if Austin was like, hey, this is my serious girlfriend, and I want her to come. And Paige is like, yeah, I would also feel differently if he wasn't eyeing Sierra up and down. Like he wants to take a bite out of her last night. Everybody decides to call it. Rachel's going to be hosting a party the following day, but uh, Corey and Jessica have another late night rendezvous, but Jessica says, oh, I'm on my period. I have a tampon in. Corey says, gross. And then he says, why don't you just give me a head instead? So she does. Let me see the bobbing up and down behind that. Uh, again, very uh, light blur tool that's happening on this television show. So the next morning, the worst possible thing that could have happened. Luke refers to a bagel as a bagel? A bagel? Mm-mm. No, thank you. You guys can reach out to me all you want and say, this is how they say it in this part of the country. And I'd say, okay, great, but you're saying it wrong. So, you know, what do you want me to do with that? The... Men and women split up for the day. The guys go to a cider bar while the girls go to arrange flowers and get ready for Rachel's garden party. Rachel says that she's starting to realize that maybe she was a little harsh on Jason because he was such a nice guy. But maybe that's what she needs. You know, maybe that's really not a bad thing. The only thing that was notable from the guys cider night is that Jason and Corey start talking about how Craig has much better style now that Paige is buying clothes for him. And they were right. Like, never did I see the day, never did I imagine the day that I would see Craig in, you know, two gold chains on, (laughs) all white Air Force Ones, buttoned down, that's not actually buttoned down, it's not plaid, it's not tucked into uh, coral-colored pants like they do in in the South. An actual, just like a nice plain with a white tee under it. Hmm, not bad. Everybody gets ready for the party and Kyle does Austin's eye makeup for the situation, which is a um, very Jojo Siwa, uh, chunky blue uh, glitter eyeshadow with some purple underneath. And he was like, oh, bitch, I'm like the Bob Ross of eye makeup. And then he lifts up the mirror to show Austin. And Austin says, I look like the dirtiest little whore. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you did before the eye makeup, too. For what it's worth. But you know he really looked like that? I don't even know if this is a video or... I think it is. But there's like this little girl in the back of a car. And she's, I think, in like a princess dress. But she's got like dark... She's got bangs and short brown hair. She looks over at the camera. She's got all this purple glitter eyeshadow all over her face looking crazy. And that's exactly what Austin looked like. So Jessica is helping uh, Rachel with the flowers, but she's telling Rachel again that she feels like iced out from the girls. They don't want to look at her and she feels like they're in the mean girl club. But her receipts for all of this is that they don't give her compliments. 
They don't tell her how pretty she is. And they don't, that's it. That seems to be the only complaint that Jessica has is that these girls don't tell her how pretty she is. Okay. Rachel, again, clearly doesn't believe this because she tells Jessica, I'm sorry you feel that way, which is not an apology, but also not undeserved. And she says in a confessional, it feels like Jessica's probably just timid around the girls because she's intimidated by them. And all she has to do is knock on the door and they'll let her in. Like, they're not the type of girls who are going to coddle Jessica. Just make a way for yourself, girl. Luke did slightly redeem himself because everybody goes down and the theme is clearly they put Adam and Eve in the theme for the night. And Luke said, say less. And so what we get is everybody else in these like sexy, almost like extras from the I'm a slave for you uh, video. And Luke, who (laughs) just wearing an Apple costume that he, like a Halloween costume that he got from Amazon or Spirit Halloween and, the, you know, the Coors the hat. <laughs> it, it couldn't have been better. No, no. I love it. I love it. Finally, Sierra and Austin have their conversation about Olivia coming. And Austin tells Sierra that he was planning on telling her the whole time because they'll be sharing a house together. But Sierra checks him and is like, well, I heard this news from other people in the house and my first reaction was wow this dude doesn't give a fuck about me like at all like you already put me in the situation over the summer you made me look like an idiot and you acted insane and so for me to have to share another house and she kind of trails around (laughs) trails off just you'd be shitting yourself if i was here in the house hooking with somebody else and austin says the most infuriating thing was well it's not up to me anymore (laughs) She's like, yeah, I get that, but I wouldn't bring anybody around for that reason because I feel like it would be uncomfortable. So then Sierra asks Austin, would Olivia even feel comfortable coming to this house? And he's like, no, I mean, uh, I'm certainly not going to tell her this. Yeah, I mean, she, if she knew, she'd be mortified. She'd rather die than come here. So no, I'm not, like, not going to tell her. So this is like another point where it's, where we have to remember that that some, these episodes, these wild episodes are airing while they're in the show. Because maybe it does, like, maybe their argument could be made for Sierra's being a little bit possessive. She's in her feelings. She needs to get over him. But she's also getting hella <laughs> Instagram, Twitter comments, you know, think pieces about how stupid she is right now. So I think she's like, you're playing me on television as it's airing and you're not about to do it again. So I do think that she still has feelings for Austin, but I also feel there's like another layer here. That's just like, bro, are you serious? Like, you know how people are reacting to what's going on down with us. And now you're like, Oh, I want to bring another girl in the mix to this house. Like repeating history. No, absolutely not. And I'm with her. The episode ends with Rachel telling Sierra and Paige that they're getting the mean girl edit from Jessica. Um, I don't think I mentioned this, but Jessica did tell Rachel to tell the girls. So it's not like she's just gossiping for gossip's sake. So Sierra says, I feel like Jessica's isolating herself at this point and she's only hanging out with the guys. And then Paige is like, okay, 
Maybe I was being a mean girl when my boyfriend stuck up for her. Maybe it was when she cried to me in my bedroom. Um, those moments. Okay, that's when I was being mean. Now I'm pissed. I don't need Lindsay 2.0. <laughs> so Paige is in a confessional saying, I've gotten this since elementary school and it's probably because I'm quiet when you first meet me, but that gets interpreted as me being a bitch. And then I open up to people and they're like, oh, this is who she really is. Like funny, sarcastic stuff. I have been in this situation before. Um, it's been a while, <laughs> but I do think I understand Paige. Paige is not somebody who minces words. She's not somebody who, you know, like she'll speak directly when she's pissed, but she also has this kind of like era, 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 aura, <laughs> aura about her that, um, you know, is kind of like aloof, hands off sort of thing. Um, so I'm with Paige just on the strength that I get this a lot too. <laughs> but I also just feel like this is stupid and like Jessica's insecure and in her feelings and that's fine. But like, don't act like I'm an asshole because you're in your feelings. So the girls wind up in Paige and Craig's room. Jessica walks in. And so Paige confronts her about how she's been going around the house, telling people that Paige is a mean girl when she went out of her way to be nice to her. So Jessica says, I'm not, going around i'm not trying to run my mouth to everybody but i just feel like when i walk into the room i'm not noticed or complimented and then she says i'm not sure if it's just an insecurity from my childhood but i do feel like when i walk a room i just don't feel it like i said jessica explains in a confessional about her friend that went to private school and how it just like fucked with her and it, she finds it hard to trust now Jessica tries to pitch it like, oh, you know, you and Amanda and Paige have known each other a long time. And, you know, that's a hard thing to infiltrate. But Paige is like, but Rachel, I've only known for three days and she's fine. So what's the issue? So Amanda asks Jessica, what's missing? And Jessica's like, well, I just feel like you can't force friendships. And I haven't clicked with a lot of you guys. But Paige says, I genuinely don't feel that way. Jessica, have you ever once checked in on me? Cause I've checked in on you. So then Paige gets up from her bed. She's like, actually, I'm really done with this. I'm done with the mean girl shit. I'm done with people calling me out. If you want to see mean girl shit, I'll show you a fucking mean girl. And then the episode ends. God bless. <laughs> God bless. Oh, there's, it was such a good preview for next week where Austin is feeling some type of way because, uh, Lindsay and, uh, Carl are coming into the house, but he reveals some pretty big information about Lindsay making physical contact with his penis. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Ooh, with that, you guys, thank you so much for listening. There's going to be a banger episode of Sister Wives coming up. Good episode of Potomac coming up. We're in for a real treat this week, y'all. We're really, really blessed going into this Thanksgiving holiday we have a lot to be grateful for so i'm grateful for you guys I'm grateful for everybody who leaves a five-star review on apple Podcasts and spotify i'm grateful for everybody who signs up on patreon.com slash ebbm podcast and you know if you're not able to do either of those i'm grateful for you too the listen the listens help and the streams and the downloads they all they all help you know even 
Even if you hate me, it's the worst. Anyway, that's not the point. Love you. <laughs> Bye.